Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast, episode 39. In this episode, I speak with Tyler James White. Tyler is an actor, he's a writer, he's a musician, he's many creative things, and I met him through the Playhouse West community here in Los Angeles, and we hadn't talked in about two years, aside from, you know, the occasional Instagram messages, so this was an incredible treat. I had a phenomenal conversation with him. He... I, I left the conversation extremely inspired to go out and make projects because Tyler will talk about that in this conversation. And he's just a really great guy, great energy. The book of the episode, since Tyler is an actor, we're going to go with Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. I'm not kidding you. This book is like a movie. <laughs> it is so amazing, especially if you picture McConaughey's voice as you're reading it. And from my understanding, you can actually get the book on tape with his voice. Such an amazing story. Such a such a cool guy that's in the Hollywood spotlight, but isn't really about the Hollywood spotlight. And he wrote a very honest book here. It's Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Really fun book. Really fun read. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Tyler. Tyler James White, welcome to the Sam Dever podcast. Glad to be here, Sam. Glad to be here. I'm glad. Is that coffee you're drinking? Yeah, uh, no, it's uh, it's tea. Oh, you're joining me then tonight. <laughs> yeah, what do you got there? I got some green tea right here. I have decaffeinated green tea. Oh, your your thing even says tea on it. <laughs> so you've won up to me. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good to see you, dude. It, I, dude, I have not see seen you in two years. <laughs> Isn't that wild, man? Isn't Crazy. that wild? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the first year doesn't count. I always say that. I feel like 2020 like shouldn't count as a year, mm-hmm. you know? Um, birthday shouldn't count. It was just a mulligan, and we restarted. Not that 2021 was like, you know, better, but yeah, I can't believe it's been two years, dude. It's uh it's crazy. It's yeah, and it's and it's crazy now that things are, are opening back up and are, are open back up. It's like mm-hmm. it's still like not the same. There's still like this like layer, as someone said on the podcast recently, like this layer of anxiety almost. Like that's like stained yeah. within everything. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's weird. It's yeah. Not it's not a bad thing. It's just different. No, it is different. Um and I, I definitely, you know, it's, it's all over the place, but I feel like in Los Angeles, especially there's still like this, especially like now that masks are optional, it's kind of like, you know, the, the comfortability, it's, it's strange. Um, and for me, I just, I try to go with the flow, man. Um, yeah. you know, so like, yeah, it's, all you can do, man. That's all there is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, I try to stay informed on the protocols and then whatever I got to do, that's what I do. Um, but still, yeah, just like going out and about, it's different. Um, but still, I just, I try to live my life and you can't let it like prevent you from doing things. So, I mean, we'll just dig right in here. You are obviously an actor, a Mm -hmm. fine, great actor. Oh, thank you. I actually was looking at your IG before we started, man. And you had that (laughs) picture of us at Playhouse, uh, yeah. Uh, doing the uh, nursery rhyme with Tommy and Mike. Yeah. yeah and Playhouse it, West, man. My God, I miss that stage, man. Like, Me too. Me too. Uh, yeah. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears were left on that stage. Um, and that was fun. That was the last. That was like right before everything I mean, before hit. Before the man. pandemic. Um, 
but that was fun. I think that was like the first time that you and I actually got to like work together a little bit right. on something. And not that we yeah. worked extensively on that, but right. yeah. And that was the beauty of that showcase is and just playhouse in general, man, even doing like a scene with someone, even if you didn't put it up, like it's, it's, it's an experience. It's something you got to create with someone else, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, just like, it's hard to match like in, in your professional life and a lot of things you just, you don't get to go to the places as often as, as you did in a class like that, you know? Um, you just hit it, it was, on the head. Yeah. It was like the ultimate highs, the ultimate lows, um, especially with the amount of work that all of us kind of put in. I feel like we were a part of a pretty special group um, where, yeah, we just, we, we put a lot into it and, you know, I've been trying to find that in my professional life and, and it's tough, you know, it's, it's different. And, uh, I've been able to kind of like utilize it recently. I think that was one of the reasons I had to step away, um, from school was mm -hmm. to try to like find that in myself and the things that I was doing in, in my, I guess, career, you could say. So, so update me. What, what has the two years been like for you as an actor? Um, I mean, like anyone else, it's, it's a roller coaster, man. It's like highs and lows. Um, funny enough, like I started at like the ultimate high, um, right when the pandemic hit, I did this voiceover job that made me sag. And then right after that, <clears throat> I, uh, had like a starring role in a lifetime movie. And yeah. so it was like, <clears throat> bang, bang. Like, even though the world was you know, going to the place that it was, it was like, oh, wow, like things are kind of chugging along here. This you is you pretty, had a starring uh, role in a Lifetime movie? Yeah, I mean, That's like... That's incredible. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun, man. Like it was, it started as like a smaller part. Um, it was like a handful of scenes and I got the script and I was like, oh, okay, like sweet, man. Like this, this, this looks like fun. And then they just kept adding more and more scenes like the closer we got to the filming days and then when they released like the poster i was like on the poster <laughs> like i was Whoa. like oh, i'm on <laughs> like it's my face on the thing yeah um so it was pretty wild um and while that was all going on you know i was working on my own projects and those were kind of getting some momentum you know like some people were taking a look and, and showing a lot of interest and i was like oh wow this is like things are happening this is this is great mm. and then you know the the lifetime movie came out and it was like awesome and and cool and and then like right after that it just kind of like you know um and went through some some tough stuff personally and professionally of just like a lot of close calls mm -hmm. like screen test pin like being this close to like living the dream you know and then just like oh we went with someone else i heard oh, through the grapevine not to not to actor gossip but okay. I, I did hear through the grapevine you got really really close to something like really close yeah yeah that's amazing that's an that's an accomplishment within itself man. thanks man thank that's you huge. and you will get um, that. you will get it thanks man um yeah and it's like it's it's dope you know like i'm super grateful to be able to have those opportunities but it's still like super difficult, you know, to like be there 
and your mind's kind of telling you like, oh, you get, this is it. This is it. Yeah. And then like, you know, like tomorrow I'm going to be like what I've been dreaming about since I was like a baby, you know? And then the next day you just get an email. It's like, Hey, sorry. You know? <laughs> and you're like, Oh man. And so at a certain point, I just kind of, I was like, what am I doing, man? I'm just like sitting here waiting around, relying upon like my agents or like producers or casting directors or whoever to, you know, give me the opportunity to create and to tell stories. And, uh, and I kind of made the decision. I was like, by the end of the year, I'm going to write and produce something on my own. And that's kind of what I set out to do. Um, and by the end of the year, I was able to do that. Um, it was a lot of hard work, learned a lot, but it was one of the most rewarding experiences. And like creating things was such a big part of my life and like creating things and then releasing them to the public, you know, to have and, and interpret and enjoy or hate or whatever. I had been doing that since I was 10 years old and I was learning how to use GarageBand and MySpace was a thing and you could put music on MySpace. Like that was just my life. Like I was always creating things and putting it out, you know, mm. first off it was music, but still like that was, that was my life. And then I moved here with that intention of like, oh, I'm going to like write and produce things and my own projects and I'm still going to do music. And then I just kind of got like settled in, you know, got kind of like complacent and like, mm. oh, this is kind of how you have to do things. You got to kind of like play the hey, game play the game and pay your dues and audition, 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 audition. And, you know, then it's going to come along. And then, you know, I put up that one act once again, a playhouse West. And that was a lot of fun. That was cool. Yeah, That was awesome. Uh, but like, other than that, um, I hadn't put anything out and like, I had a lot of stuff that I was working on, but they were just, you know, sitting on my computer and kind of sitting back and realizing like, Oh wow. It's like, it's been three years, you know, I've been here for three years and I haven't really put out the stuff that I set out to do. And so, you know, I got down and, and put in the work and did that. And, you know, it was, it was great. It was like, it, I realized that's what I, that's what I want to do. You know, like I want to tell stories, stories that I believe in, whether I, I write them, produce them, you know, one day direct them or act in them. That's it. Regardless of if it's, for some big blockbusters, you know, studio movie or some tiny little thing. Like that's what I want to do. So, um, yeah, like I'm very, I'm very kind of grateful for those tough times, you know, cause they lend themselves to things like these and you grow a lot through it, but yeah. Man, you, you hit home with me right now. <laughs> I, I feel very similar to you, man. Like I, I'm I'm just like you, the same thing. I used to put a bunch of music out on even MySpace back in the day. And yeah. when I was in Vegas. I MySpace. was Yeah, in Vegas, I was cranking out video projects left and right, like all yeah. the time. But then I came to LA and similar to you, it's like you look, you got it, you got a one thing that hum, about LA that happened. I was humbled very quickly because you find mm -hmm. out about LA that you, whatever pond you came from, <laughs> there's a bunch of people that came from their pond. Yeah. And it's you know, it's yeah. But like you, man, like it's like I've had that moment lately where it's like, wait a minute, I, 
I want to do my own stuff and I want to put it out. And I haven't really yeah. done that to the level I know I'm capable. And obviously mm -hmm. things have been happening over the past couple of years. Oh, of course. Once course. you have an ability to do it and you can make it happen, make it happen. And it's, uh, you'll relate like, look, if you ever land a big major role someday with someone or a show or something like that, fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I, at least speaking for myself, I realized like it gets to a point where you realize you just have to do it. It's not even about yeah. the money. It's not even about no. what comes with it. It's like, no, I, I have to create and do this because it's, it's something in me is making me do it. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I can't put yeah. it away. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like, that's what brought us to this industry in general is that, you know, and if, if it was the fame and all that, you know, bullshit that brought us here, mm -hmm. then I don't think we would still be out here, you know? Um, and, and yeah, like a hundred percent, man, like it's, it's, yeah, it's just like sitting down and, and actually doing it. Like you don't have to rely upon whoever it is to allow you to create, you know, certain things financially may hold you back, but still there's workarounds to it. Um, and I tell you, man, like being on that set and like just looking around, it was like, wow, like. I wrote this story, like the team we got, this is an amazing team of people that like we all brought together and we're creating this cool thing that I really believe in. It was better than any other like set experience, even like the coolest things that I've been able to book. It was miles better than that. Um, and it was like emotional a lot of the time, you know, like I couldn't even, I couldn't even sleep that night because I was so excited to like get started the next day. I didn't sleep the entire like, Wow. weekend of the thing um so yeah it was like this is what i want to be doing you know it's your and it was yeah yeah and it was cool because then it was like even if i was still auditioning or, or going out for whatever i didn't feel so dependent on it you know i wasn't like i gotta book this th this is it this is gonna be the thing i was like okay yeah like i'll put in the work for this but the project that I'm working on, that's like, that's what I believe in. Like, that's what I'm like pumped up. I'm excited to get back to that. And it like, it just really gave me something to feel like artistically fulfilled, like constantly. Um, so like now that it's kind of over, I mean, not over, we're still in like post-production, but I'm like chasing the horse again, you know, like for the next project. I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. And uh, do you have an idea in mind? Something that you may have in mind? You don't have to reveal it, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a handful of things. I got a handful of things. Um, yeah. Something actually hit me today because I was like, a lot of the ideas are more in like the feature film territory. Mm -hmm. um, and my thing about doing shorts is like, I want it to work as a short story. Like I want it to be a, if I'm going to do a short film, I want it to be a short film. I want you to be able to watch it in those 15 minutes or whatever it is and be entertained and have a good experience, but have it be a complete story in those 15 minutes. Um, and so a lot of ideas that come are very like grandiose ideas that are kind of like, this, this isn't going to work if we try to jam pack it into this tiny little thing. It's just going to leave people confused. So yeah, I wasn't having a ton of like short film ideas recently. And then something today I was like, Oh, 
let me uh, put that down real quick and uh, mm. kind of marinate on that a little bit. And with the, the recent project you did, mm-hmm. what was I, I'm finding, and I, I'm having, I'm coming back to this because I used to do. Now that I'm got some things I want to work on, I, I, it can be overwhelming when you're thinking of it as a whole. You're like, oh, I got to do this, 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 and this, yeah. and this, and then you yeah. just stay up in analysis paralysis and you don't do anything. Yeah. But then I realized, like, no, what one thing can you do today that moves closer mm-hmm. to that? So with your project that you did, yeah. What, what was what was that process like you had this yeah. idea what were, what were those first steps like to really get the ball rolling and get yeah it i mean i can tell you exactly what it was because i feel like a lot of a like a lot of creators we get in this mode of like waiting for the inspiration to strike you know like i don't have a ton of good ideas today let me just kind of wait till tomorrow maybe tomorrow i'll have good ideas and then the next day comes and you're like no nah, i'm not really feeling it today like the, I want to do this story, but like, I don't know. I'll push it till tom- tomorrow. I'll be inspired. And I really like when I made the decision that I was going to do a short film by the end of the year, I just got down and did it. Like I, I wrote, I think four short film scripts and just like cranked them out. Um, tried not to think too much, but like, yeah, I, I wrote four. And then there was one that I really liked. I thought I had, it had a lot to it. Um, and then a good friend of mine who was also kind of involved in developing of it, he also liked it and we were going to actually do that one. And then we were kind of like, well, the main characters are like young kids. And I don't know if like for our first go around, it might be a lot. So let's, let's see what else kind of like comes out. And so then I wrote, I think three more short film scripts. And it's funny because the one short film script that I didn't really put like a lot of, I don't want to say not a lot of thought, but that I didn't like question myself on certain things. Cause a lot of times I would go in and be like, Oh, I don't want to make that the location. Cause I'm never going to be able to like afford to find that location. Or we can't have this sequence because like it's an action sequence. And look, there was an idea that I had, I had it for a while, like at least the character I had him in my head for like a few years now. And I wrote it in between the first and third script of that session and just kind of just sat down and let it just like flow out. Mm. And, and that was, it. I was like, okay, got it on the page tomorrow. I'm going to go to like the third idea that I have. And funny enough, that was the script that when I showed it around to like my little circle of people that I'll, I'll show my scripts to, it got the best response. Hmm. It was like, that's, that's like one of the dopest things I think you've ever written. And I was like, really? Like, but it was also like science fiction and in like a near future. And I was like, but you know, there's no way that like, you know, with the budget that I'm trying to have for this, that that'll work. And, you know, a friend of mine was just like, no, like, look at it. Like it's, it's a cabin. You could just have it at the cabin. And, and, and so you find a way to like, kind of make it work and then just continuing to like move forward and, you know, put the team together. I owe a huge thank you to uh, my good friend, Vincent Alvis, because he was able to kind of like find a lot of people that I, I did. Like, I didn't know like any, a lot of crew people at the time. You know, um, like I was like, I know a ton of actors, but there's only like 
a handful of characters in this thing. And he really helped get the ball rolling on that. But I think it was just making the decision of like, oh, I'm doing this. And this is the timeline that I'm going to do it. And then locking down the location, like having the dates set was the thing that was like, it's happening. You know, like we found the cabin. That was a whole process. But we booked it and we had the dates on the calendar. And it was like, there's no going back now, you know. Um, and so then you find a way to make it work. And, uh, and yeah, that was, that was basically how I went about it, you know? So I think there's just something about doing and not questioning yourself about it mm. and having intention towards it. That just, that leads to it, you know, that you can't help, but get to the finish line on those things. But the biggest thing I think for me is having like the dates set in stone, you know, cause then you have no way out. Yeah, you're you're putting yourself to a commitment. And it's also one of those mm -hmm. things, jump in the net will appear, right? Like you just have to yeah. go. Because it's easy to go, well, I don't have the money or, oh, I don't have the people and blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like, no, just get it going. And then everyone that's supposed to be involved will appear. Exactly. Yeah. And you can find ways to like, to make it work, to work around certain things, to work around budget limitations. Um, but the biggest thing, especially in, in like, if you're doing a short film or anything like that kind of project is the story, mm. like starting with the story um, and making sure that it's really strong. Cause without that, it's. You kind of, <laughs> you don't yeah. have much if you don't get the story. Yeah. And as long as you have that foundation of a really strong story, like you can maybe make certain adjustments depending on like, your budget, you know, limitations, you know? Okay. So like, maybe we wanted to have it in, you know, a big office, but we can't afford that. So let's find a different location where we can still have what this scene needs or what this part of the story needs. And we'll just find a different location for it, or we'll cheat something to look like that. But at least we have like the foundation of, of this story there. Hmm. Well, that's amazing. That's inspiring, man. I'm really glad you shared that because it's, it really, because again, you, you will just, you'll just go years just thinking about yeah. it instead of doing it. If you're always yeah. waiting for the right time, there is no right time. Like there really And I did, man. I'll tell you, like I did. And it was like, it was miserable. I was like, it, yeah, it wasn't fun to like sit back and be like, man, like three years and you know, nothing. And knowing that you can, that's the other tough thing is like, there's people that just, they're not, they're not writers and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, when you know that you can like put out stuff and you know, you can create stuff and you're not, it sucks. Like, <laughs> damn, you're talking to me, right? Shit. <laughs> I, you just lit a fire like under me right now. Like it's like, no, yeah, dude, you're dude, you know, like I'll, I'll just be real, man. Like there's, there's been times like where I just know I'm not doing the things I know I not only can do, but should be doing creatively yeah. for whatever reason I'm coming up with. And it's like, it's mm -hmm. not that I don't want to do it, but it's like, I, well, you know, I just got to wait till this is right. It's like, no man, just go out and do it because that's yeah. the thing you said, like you, you weren't, you didn't sleep, but you didn't care because you, you were tapping into your truth. You're tapping yeah. into something that makes you, you. And that's a beautiful thing, man. 
because yeah. I don't know how many people really get to ever, even if they find it, actually get to experience it. And you've got to live the dream, literally. Thanks, man. I, yeah, that it was like, you know, we talked, I talked a moment ago about like those big jobs. And I was like, oh, so close to like having my dream come true. But being on that set, I was like, I'm, yeah, like you said, like I'm living my dream right now. Mm -hmm. And it was like overwhelming, like how great it felt to be doing that, you know? And I think that's healthy too, especially like, because I know you go hard at the, I mean, you're, you're getting additions that can be life-changing for you. And it's mm -hmm. like, man, like I remember they talk about this in acting school. I mean, dude, that takes some mental gymnastics and some mental toughness to be able to handle that. Like to be yeah. in something where you give, I've said this on the podcast before, but like, you know, when people have told me like, oh, you know, you don't have to take acting classes. You just go out to LA and start out. <laughs> like, no, like it's, it is this, and you're way farther than I've ever gotten in it. But it's like, it's this, the acting's one. Yeah. You got to get great at acting. Mm. That's the step one. <laughs> yeah. But after step one, there's like all these other things to get in the quote unquote business. Mm -hmm. And even people that are phenomenally talented, like beyond, you've seen them, I've seen them, that are just yeah. like, how are they not, like in every major yeah. motion picture, yeah. your talent doesn't necessarily guarantee you anything. And I think that's one of the hardest yeah. parts about it. You can have the skills and be good enough, but there's other things that prevent you from potentially getting the opportunity for whatever reason, because it's a business. So oh yeah. Can we talk about that part of it? And I know doing your project, it's going to help mm -hmm. you with that mentally. Yeah. But how do you, how do you navigate that? Like, you know, especially when you get those close calls. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish I could say that it like, it gets, it, it does, you do find an, a way to navigate it. The thing that like, that is tough is it's happened to me a few times is, is you start to get like numb to it, which isn't which isn't great you know um where if you start getting a lot of no's or you get close calls and then it's no's you kind of get to the this point or at least i have before where like well what's the all right like why even or you'll have like a handful of auditions and the one that you like really really worked your ass off on that you like this is this is speaking to me so much and you put all this work into it and then you had like another one at the same time that you're kind of like, eh, whatever. The one that you were really into crickets. And then the one that like you could care less about, that's the one that you get, or that's the one that like they really like you for. And you're like, what? what? <laughs> um, but you don't want to do that. Like, I think it's just a matter of like adversity of just being able to like continuously power through and you know auditioning can be tough and people always say like you know just just approach it as if it's you're you are that character and i think there is something to that but also approaching it as if it's like the last time that you get to do it you know like closing night when we would do like you know runs of plays and you have that last night mm -hmm. and that's it um but i think just knowing what you're here for too you know, like knowing what your goals are helps you kind of power through. It's really just like being able to just power through and be resilient. Um, and, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really just being resilient through it. 
it's uh it and it can be tough for a lot of people and it's tough for people that are outside of the industry to like get it and understand um but yeah that's that's the biggest thing um and then just finding those little wins you know those little moments of recognition where you know someone sees what you you've done and they're like man like that really spoke to me or like i love your work um or if you do get you know pinned for something or dropped or whatever it is like finding those little wins to be like oh i'm doing something right you know there's a lot of people that have tried to be in this industry or be an actor or be whoever that never get any sort of recognition and that's awful um but being able to have that it's like okay like yeah like i'm on the right path mm. so like let's let's continue down this road um it's it, it's what keeps keeps you going well, i'm rooting for you man it's gonna happen it's already happening <laughs> it's already happening and thanks man transitioning slightly artistically you got the guitar in the yeah. background and i heard some guitar mm -hmm. on instagram so you you make music too man yeah like i'm fine tell, tell me about the music journey yeah so that was actually like that's what i really like started with i mean that was sort of that was my life basically until i came here to la um from detroit I, correct yeah yeah from uh just outside of detroit um yeah i was like the band boy growing up so that that was that was it man i started playing when i was like six um but i was always always fascinated with like performing and musicians and like when i was like two three years old at like the christmas parties i would get up on the fireplace and like sing to the family terribly like backstreet boys and stuff and as soon as i could like get old enough to learn an instrument and get my fingers on like a guitar my parents were like all right like we'll, we'll get like guitar lessons and um i just wanted to like create and make songs um and then starting like my first band as soon as i met someone else that played an instrument i was like oh you you play guitar so you can play bass all right we're a band now um and then just going through like band after band throughout junior high and high school and and then eventually i was uh in this punk band for about four years and, and we were able to do some some cool things and stuff but yeah that's like that's what i thought like was my my path i thought that i was going to be like the musician guy um and i didn't really put much thought into like anything else i kind of put like the blinders on to like what do i really want to do with my life um that's just kind of like what was laid out in front of me and and so i just kind of stuck with it like going into college i was like all right like i don't need to think about my major because i'm just going to drop out in a year to like tour full time so like let me yeah audio engineering okay that's cool and then like a year into that i was like well, i don't really this is kind of not what i thought it's not just like music so uh, marketing all right i'll do that for the next, and then i'll drop out um but still man it was like it was fun and it taught me a lot and especially you know we're talking about kind of making your own opportunities and, and doing things on your own when things aren't kind of getting like handed to you that was a big part of you know like the scene that i got to be a part of um in in like the metro detroit like kind of punk scene 
there's this big kind of like mentality in like the punk world about DIY, do it yourself. Um, when you don't have a label and no one's really giving you money to do things, you just find ways to kind of do it on your own. You find your own studio time, you find your own venues where you can book shows and bands that you can link up with to like tour and play in different states. Um, and it's a really like valuable quality that I, I owe to that and to being a part of that. Wow. That's, it's a, it's like, so what led you to, what led you into the acting then? And what led you to Los Angeles? Obviously, yeah. <laughs> acting, but like what, how, did, how did that, after, you know, going through your music phase with that, like, how did that yeah. evolve into wanting to act? Um, it's like, it's, it's difficult to like, put it into a simple story, mm -hmm. you know, because there's like a whole bunch of different like, right, interweaving convoluted things. I always, I always chalk it up to um it's gonna sound very unrelated my older brother uh played travel hockey growing up um he eventually played division one hockey total badass but um we were always you know in the car for tournaments and practice like so i basically lived in the back seat of my parents car and you know before the ipod i would have you know, the disc man yeah. with like a backpack full of CDs. And I would just sit back there and just look out the window and just like shuffle through these albums. And I would just imagine these worlds and these characters. And I would always just imagine myself in these stories as these characters. Um, and I still do it to this day. But for me, like, once again, I would always tie it to like music. I was like, oh, like, this is just, this is music. So like, that's why I want to be a musician. Like, this is feeding into that. Like, I'm just thinking of like music videos or something. Um, but there was just something about it, about like these stories and me being in them. And then like getting older, I was really into video games. And my favorite video games to play were the ones where you could create a character. And I would always like create myself, but like slightly different to like fit into this world where I could kind of like imagine myself through these characters and whether it be the video games or the worlds that I was imagining, like in the backseat of the car, I would um, usually like sketch out these characters and these worlds and how I would see them. Like I used to draw all the time, but I would just draw like these very specific characters. Um, and at one point I thought like, I wanted to be a comic book artist because of that. But yeah, it was like all these things that were just kind of like a part of my life that I never really like thought of, of why I was so interested in those things. And then I did drama in junior high and I like really, really liked it. Um, and got to do like a couple like silly junior high plays and stuff. Um, and then going into high school, I remember we had this like orientation thing where they had like teachers from different programs kind of like talking about it so they had like you know the art department the photography you know stuff drama department all that and I was really interested in like in theater and I was like this seems like you know the wheels were turning and thinking about like all those things that I was into and like it kind of makes sense of like the fact that like it all kind of like the equation adds up into like acting 
into being an actor and getting to like play characters and stuff. And uh, I remember like kind of going home, talking to like my family about it. And like, they, they didn't, no one like shut it down or anything, but there was just kind of talks of like, well, like none of your friends are really into that, you know? And I played sports and stuff and there was like the whole toxic masculinity thing. And so I kind of just like talked myself out of it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like, um, yeah, I guess I don't really want to do that. Um, and so I kind of just put it aside. And then throughout high school, like the band thing really started to take off um, and like consume me and playing shows all the time and writing. And, and I didn't really have to like, like I said, like think too much about what I really wanted to be doing with my life, you know, for the rest of my life. Um, and in my head, like, I, I really, like, when it came to the music thing, I, I just wanted to tour. That was, like, my goal. Like, I just wanted to hit the road and play some shows and have experiences and stories to tell. Like, that was, like, my goal. I was like, I don't want to be, like, a rock star. I just want to, like, do that. Like, that would be fun. Um, and then, like, fast forward to kind of, like, I think I was like 20, like 19 or 20. And we had gone on like a handful of like these smaller tours and stuff. And I was in college with the BS major. Um, and I remember like I, I transferred from community college to a university. And when I went to the university, I had to take like six extra classes in order to get this like scholarship thing they were like yeah like you, you know you took more classes than you needed to at the community college so like in order to get the money for this you have to take six extra classes so like maybe you should get a minor in like something that relates to business because that's what you're studying and at the same time i was starting to have all these like existential like questions of, of what i want what do i want to be doing with my life is music really like the thing that, that i want to be doing and uh, once again, like thinking about, you know, the stories and thinking about like being in that back seat and imagining myself as those characters. And I was like, man, I really want to see what this acting thing is about. Um, and so I met with the counselor for the theater program at uh, Wayne State University where I was going or about to go. And he was kind of confused at first because he was like, you're like a business student. What are you like, what are you doing here, man? And I kind of like explained to him, like, you know, my passions and, and how I was like really interested in it. And he was like, all right, well, you know, sure. Like, welcome to the program. And, and since, you know, you can only take six classes, you'll just take like the acting and script analysis classes. And I was like, all right. And I still didn't really know like what went into the craft of like acting yet um and i just remember going in that first day and just like <sighs> like everything just kind of came together like oh my god like this is everything that i enjoy doing it's everything um and from then on i was just like immersed in it um i was like the geek in class that was like like ants like raising my hand like it was the first time that i was like i loved doing homework like i would go home and just like read all the books that they gave us about you know on Chekhov and, and stanislavski and 
And yeah, I was all about it. And I would get really confused of like the other kids in my classes who like weren't doing the same thing because they had they were like theater kids. So they had done it like growing up. <clears throat> so I don't know if they were like jaded to it or, or what, but I just remember like looking up like kids would skip class. I'm like, you're skipping class. Like, what are you doing? dude? <laughs> like, um, and so from, from then on, I kind of knew I was like, man, like it's either LA or New York. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like I knew I had to come to LA to, uh, to really get after it. Um, and yeah, I spent a few more years doing the music thing, but at, at a certain point I, I, I had to make the move and that's when I did. That's an amazing story of manifestation. If I've ever heard one. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh All God. starting from going to hockey games, sitting in the back seats. I did that same thing too, by the way. <laughs> oh like, yeah. <laughs> visual or I used to like I like to run around and listen to things and like just see what comes in the head and then uh Yeah. Uh yeah, it's just like you never know what things are leading to, but you got to go explore that curiosity. By yeah. you exploring that curiosity eventually led you to a place like what well, I did not expect to be here, but here I am. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. dope, dude. I really enjoy that story you just told. Oh, me. <laughs> it's like you played hockey too, right? You played hockey, didn't you? I did yeah. Um, not at the level that my brother did. Right. Like, no. I I started really young, mm -hmm. um, you know, like my family's Canadian. So like the week that we learn how to walk, you know, we get skates and we learn ah. how to ice skate. Um, so I started playing like when I was like three or four, but I just, I didn't have the, uh, the passion for it when I was a kid that like my brother did. Um, and it's funny cause now like I love hockey. I love going to games. It's like the super nostalgic thing for me. But when I was a kid, I just, I didn't really, I think, I think I stopped playing when I was like 10 um, and just started, like I played football. I remember I did like one year of football and hockey and they were like the same season. Um, and it was just like chaos of like changing pads and cars and like going from the rink to the field. And mm. after that, I was like, yeah, like. You played football and hockey simultaneously? For one year when I was a kid, yeah. How sore were you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was. Those like are a, two uh, very physically contact yeah. sports. <laughs> um, I mean, I was a child, so you know, like when you're a kid, you just uh, like okay. you can just go and go. You so it wasn't like high school level it. or like okay. No, no, yeah, I was like I think ten years old when I did okay. that. So you just yeah, you're like the Energizer Bunny. You just like you just keep rolling through it. Um, but yeah, no, I. I love it, man. I'm, I need to go to a game soon. You're an Anaheim, uh, Anaheim Ducks fan, aren't you? Yeah. I'm just yeah, going I'm off fan. your social media. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember like back before the pandemic, you'd be going to games and stuff. I remember seeing yeah. some of those. Yeah, no, I, I love the Mighty Ducks movies. Mm. Um, and so when I came out here, I was like, I need like an L.A. team to root for. And I was like, the Ducks, that's it. When I, oh, okay. I was going to say the Kings, but you're, you're a Mighty Ducks fan. So that makes sense that you'd. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a Ducks fan. It's funny because, like, I prefer, like, the LA teams that are outside of LA. <laughs> like, I love the Ducks. I love going to Angels games. <laughs> um, 
I don't know what it is. I think it's because it's like the Detroit in me because we like mm. would have rivalries for a brief period with LA teams. What, what, there was a, there was a very brief rivalry between the Pistons and the Lakers for like oh, two there was. years. Yeah, there was. Um, the Pistons beat the Lakers one year. Yeah, yeah. That Pistons team that won the championship. Yeah, they were. They that were was fantastic. a heck of a team right there, man. Yeah. Larry Brown was their coach. They had all those all stars yeah, on Ben there. Wallace, Rashid, Chauncey Billups, Tayshawn Prince, Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, dude, they were loaded. Yeah, because they beat yeah. the. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They beat the Laker team when Malone and Gary Payton went to the Lakers. I think so. And yeah. they were I mean, like, like the Shaq Lakers and were Kobe stacked. Were, yeah, the Lakers were stacked. And uh, Detroit came in. Yeah, what, tell me about Detroit, man. What's it? What's it like mm-hmm. there? What was it like there growing up, and what's it like there now? Because I hear mixed things. I don't know. I've never yeah. been. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up outside of Detroit, so I wasn't, like, in the city. Um, and growing up, it definitely was, like, you know, what what people hear. Uh, it's rough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this sort of, like, underdog, like, mentality that it kind of mm. – gives you like growing up in that sort of like atmosphere it just gives you this sort of like work ethic and this drive and this sort of like underdog like hunger um and so that's kind of just it's great to kind of be a part of that and have that like built into you um but now it's 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 different like there's a lot of like businesses going up there a lot of like new restaurants and bars i mean a lot of like gentrification which is like Mm. um but it's it's different like going back it's like it's like a totally different city um and it's 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 cool to see it's cool to see like i definitely suggest it for people that are looking for a cool place to go hang out that's like different than what most people would think um because there's there's a lot to do and a lot to see like I, i love when people hit me up and are like oh what I'm going to Detroit for like this work thing. Well, what am I going to do? And I, I'm like, oh, here you go. Here's like 30 uh, things. Great food, like great times. Um, yeah. And there's some really good food uh, in Detroit. And I didn't know Detroit pizza was a thing until I moved to LA. Huh. I, get, I guess Detroit style pizza is like a, a huge thing. And now whenever I go back, I, like, I got to get it. Wow. I bet you don't miss that Detroit snow. <laughs> just like i don't miss illinois snow <laughs> yeah man you're also a midwest boy yeah too. i'm a midwestern you know too, man. yeah um I, yeah i don't know how you feel about this but like it's it's like a bittersweet thing like i love going back and like experiencing it like i love going back for the holidays and like if there's snow and like having the seasons and all that but yeah, at a certain point, it's nice to like come back. I think it makes me like appreciate it much more. About five days is my marker. <laughs> That's like the like, all right, back to sunshine. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's nice to like be able to bounce back and forth. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I like it. I, en- I enjoy it more and more and I miss it more and more. The more I'm out here, I find myself. Like, the Midwest is a great place to grow up. And the one thing yeah. I'll say, there's nothing like a Midwest fall. I love the fall time in the Midwest. You can't beat a yeah. good Midwest fall, but winter, then spring, which is highly questionable. Summer's okay, but lots of humidity. Yeah, and the I humidity. Just, like, I just fell bugs. in love with the West Coast and 
all that yeah. weather too much. But yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I'd never been to Detroit. And then, I mean, really Detroit, man, that's really one of America's greatest cities. At one point in time, yeah. Detroit was the place. Like, because that's where all the cars Yeah, are. Motor City. Motor City? Yeah. Yeah, there's like... Motown Records, too. Wasn't that there, Motown too? Motown Records, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the music culture, man. Like, techno was started there punk arguably kind of like has some roots in detroit with like iggy pop and mc5 um yeah it's like i i think it's like the ultimate like underdog city and i i, I proudly call it home man like yeah i got like three detroit tigers hats now that i like i rock proudly yeah um but growing up man i didn't feel that way mm. like growing up there i was like i can't wait to get out man i gotta get to mm. la i gotta get here like mm. And now that I'm here, I'm like, man, I love Detroit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you definitely appreciate things when you're older. Like you, you yeah. appreciate certain things. And uh, I don't know. What, what do you think about L.A.? I mean, aside from the acting, obviously, do you think you see yourself staying in L.A. long term or maybe once a career is established, uh, going back and forth half part-time in Detroit, part-time um, in LA. Have you thought about that? Yeah. Like long-term. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Like there's things that I, so I love Southern California. Like, yeah. and I don't, I haven't been able to take advantage of it nearly as much mm. as I should. Mm -hmm. um, and Likewise. that's something that I'm, that I'm really trying to do, you know, from now, like, you know, from now on, um, cause I kind of just stayed in my bubble since I moved here and there's, there's some cool things to do here. Um, that being said, there is sort of this like LA mentality that I don't really enjoy. Um, I've been fortunate enough to like meet some awesome people, man. Like, you know, you included like, yeah, you too. Our circle of, of friends and, and other friends that I've made, like I've been able to meet some really special people that like don't fall into that trap of like the vanity and um and the, like the fake glitz and whatever and all that. Um, but there's it's still present and it, it kind of sucks. And there's just also this like this this need that like you got to be like I don't know like. I know networking or do like yeah it's just it's there it's exhausting it's, like still, it's exhausting yeah and it yeah. is exhausting and there's there is something that's like i guess motivating about it it does like i guess push you in a way um but at the same time there is the sort of like shallowness to certain things that like funny enough like as soon as i drive like like an hour outside of la it's like not there for some reason like I don't know, like if you go to a certain beach that isn't like in the Mecca of beach, you're like, oh wow, this is like a cool vibe here. Like I like this. Um, I was in a thousand oaks with my girlfriend this weekend hiking and uh, you, it's completely like you, you like feel it. Like it's like literally like sheds off of you and it's not yeah. bad. Like it's not like LA. No. Like, it's just different. It's a different yeah. energy, different feel, but I know exactly what you mean. Like there's this like, go 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 like yeah you, know, you gotta be doing this and you gotta be doing that and like yeah. i'm like you now like where i like being around the creative energy mm -hmm. but i don't necessarily want to jump through the hoops 
to do some of the ways yeah. that you do things. <laughs> well, and it's not even like, cause there's this like, you know, this go, 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 but it's not even like, um, I need to be doing things that are like creative. It's like this, like, I don't know this. I can only describe it as like shallowness of like, I need to meet this person to get to this level to do that. What can you do for my career type yeah, of thing? Exactly. Instead of like meeting what, people genuinely yeah. as a friend and be like, Hey yeah. man, you're cool. Like, but instead the constant, of like, yeah, what can, how, what am I going to get out of you? Like, how am I going to benefit from this relationship? Um, which I, not nah, like, I'm with you, man. I like, man. like, I like, I like, I like having really genuine relationships with people. And the thing that sucks is that like, it's kind of made me almost as like assume that everyone's like that when I meet them out here, which like kind of sucks. Um, but at the same time, like it's, it's been able to like have me make really strong friendships because right off the bat, I'm kind of like, well, this person's going to be kind of flaky and like, and then when someone's able to kind of like burst through that, I'm like, yeah, like this person is like great to be around. And, and I do like enjoy this friendship and this relationship. So, but yeah, having to deal with it on the daily is, it's fine for now, but like, I definitely, as I've gotten older, I've found that I enjoy being more low key and like more serene environments. Um, not that I'm like, just going to like live in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um, but I, I would like, like, that's why I, I love living in Burbank. Cause it's like, I feel like it's kind of more chilled out. Yeah. Burbank um, is here. Oh, so you're right next door to me then. I'm in North Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I feel like it's sort of like, there's less, you know, um burbank's like more normalized i would call it like it's an actual like kind of its own town it, what is its own town but like it has yeah. its, its own feel yeah to it. um so like thinking long term that's like where i would see myself like whether that is like going back home or moving somewhere else that's like i really want to check out vancouver I've never been mm. to Vancouver. I've heard amazing things about that place. I, I feel like I would really like. I could see Vancouver. you in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and uh, tracing my roots. Get a nice studio loft or something. Yeah. And down, get involved in some film up in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Nah, you like yeah. Tim Horton coffee? That's why. <laughs> I do. I do put on for the for the for the Timmies, man. Um, <laughs> It's funny. Like it's, it's another thing. It's like something that I didn't realize. Uh, it like reminds me of home and I can't get it out here. So like, I, I'd have way more appreciation for it now <laughs> than I did when I was just like, oh, I could just go down the street and get some Tim Hortons. And there's like 20 of them in the area. Um, not in LA. So yeah, if I stay here, maybe I'll just open the first Tim Hortons in LA. Yeah. Franchise it out here. Yeah, it sounds like a plan. And well, dude, it's going almost an hour here. I could just keep going. But I one thing I think one thing, you're the first yeah. person I'm gonna throw this on <laughs> in the podcast. Okay. I, I'm gonna give you the last <laughs> word eventually. Yeah. I'm just curious, man. Do you have any type of life philosophy? Like your your existence mm. to the up to this point and all your experiences, how would you describe? I mean, how would you describe this existence and how you navigated? And 
yeah. any thoughts you may have in that realm? Um, that's a good question. I'm just, I'm trying to think of like a profound way to like, I know describe, I just like, like literally threw yeah, that out of nowhere. No, like for me, I kind of just, I guess go for things. Um, mm. And if I don't know how to do something, I find a way to learn it or figure it out. Um, and try not to like question myself on like, am I, am I, so like, for example, for the short that I did, we needed like some animations for the computer graphics and I'm not an animator, but I know my way around graphic design, which is another thing that like, I didn't study, but like I, we needed posters back in the day in my band. And so I would kind of figure it out. And so for my short, I just like designed these interfaces and just kind of figured out how to like animate it. And that's kind of how I approach everything that I do. Um, where like, if someone's not going to like do it for me or like help me out, like I'll just, I'll figure out a way to do it on my own and I just, I won't question it. Um, and yeah, like I talked about it earlier, but like just having like this do it yourself mentality, um, which I lost sight of for a long time, but like, I think that's something that's really important to have. Um, I feel like a lot of people question whether they like can or should do something. Um, I don't know. Uh, have we sworn yet? Like, can I swear? <laughs> like, it's hard for me not to swear, but like, oh, you can swear um, all you want. Okay, yeah, but you can say whatever fuck the that. fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, um, fuck that. Like, if if you have something that you want to be doing, if you have a goal or passion or or whatever it is, whether it's a project or whatever, just fucking go after it. Like, figure out the steps. Like other people have, and they're not any like better or less or smarter or less intelligent than you are. So just chase it, man. Um, and then another thing, like I, I, there's this, I guess, mantra or whatever, like my uncle said it when I was really young. Um, don't worry about the things you can't control. That being said, like, not to just like sit on your ass and like not worry about anything, but there's a lot that you can control. There's a lot that you can do. And I think people like don't give themselves enough credit um, with with what they have the ability to like learn and chase after. So that's how I try to approach anything, man. Like whether it was music, like I wanted to write songs, I wanted to be in bands. And so I just kind of like learned what I had to, to get to that point. Like I was like, well, I don't really need to learn music cause I'm not trying to like be in an orchestra or like go to college for music. So like, let me just kind of learn it by ear. And that's still to this day. Like I just, I learned stuff by ear and with acting, I was like, well, I didn't do it as a kid, but like, what are the steps that I need to take to kind of get to where I need to go? Okay. Like I have these classes I can take. I'm going to make them acting classes. LA is the place where all the opportunities are happening because Detroit, there's not really a lot of opportunities for an actor. So I'm gonna go to LA and I'm going to figure it out and, you know, obviously be smart about it. But uh, yeah, like 
I, I dove head first when I came out here. Like I was fortunate enough to have friends that I met that were here that could give me some advice. Um, but you know, we, we keep going back to this, but there's just something about just doing that. I think just like feeds into certain things happening for you. Um, instead of just relying upon other people or like that big break or that big moment of inspiration. Um, there's just something about knuckling down and like chasing after things that I don't know. I don't think too much about it until like after I do something when someone's like, Oh, you did that. Like you animated that thing or like you did this. I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, like We needed it and I wanted it for the thing. So like, yeah, I mean, it took a long time for me to figure it out, but like I, I did. All right. And now I know how to do that. Um, I guess Nike was on to something, right? <laughs> yeah. Just do I it, guess. man. Just yeah, Nike, it. just just do it. I mean, there is there is truth to that. Um, 100%. Like, yeah, like it, it gets it gets frustrating talking to like certain people that I know have these like talents and abilities and they're just kind of like sitting around, man. Like, yeah, you know, um, like I remember, man, I remember even in like going into college and uh, talking to friends that I knew were like passionate about certain things and they weren't going to like go after it or like explore that or study that. Um, I would have friends that were like really into acting and I was like, Oh, so you're going to like go into theater and like, Oh no, like I'm going to like go into like medicine and, and nursing. Cause like, it's got a good thing. And I'm like, like you're talented. Like you have abilities. Like, what do you, Oh man. I mean, now I've gotten older and I've kind of like, I feel like I understand a little bit why people go down those paths mm -hmm. and the path of an artist is, is not easy and it's definitely not for everyone. Um, I agree. Completely. And that could, that's a whole rabbit hole. You go down. Well, if you got a few more minutes, I do, man. Yeah. I got some that, time. Yeah. That's something. Cause I just turned 35. Right. And it's like mm -hmm. pretty much for the last 12 years, really, uh, since I got out of college, 12, 13 years, it's like, I've worked jobs, obviously, I have a job now, but I've, my primary focus has been the art comes first. <laughs> We're chasing the art, yeah. especially moving out to LA. It's like going to Playhouse West and doing all that stuff. That was mm -hmm. a full-time job within itself. Yeah. Full-time job on top of a full-time job. And it's like, yeah. you got to have flexibility and freedoms to do a lot of the work it takes to do those things. Yeah. But I know what you mean. I'll, I'll, I'll shout him out here on the podcast because we said it pub publicly. You know, Nick mm -hmm. Checkett. Uh, yeah. He's a pharmacist, yeah. but he's also an actor, a writer, really, yeah. really good one. And uh, Yeah, great guy. He went to pharmacy school straight out of high school, mm -hmm. 18 to 24. By 24, he was a pharmacist. He said he was saying like at the time, you know, his mom was pushing him to do it. He's like, ah, I don't really want to do this, but – now he has a guaranteed job wherever he goes. He doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. And he can yeah. have that job and then go work on his art stuff. And man, I look at that and like that, I wish I would have had that hindsight or that ability because it's like, it sucks, but it's something I've just accepted in this third dimension reality. 
Mm-hmm. You have to pay bills and you have to work. <laughs> and, <it's, laughs> and, and, and art doesn't always pay that. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a battle, man, especially when, yeah, you get, you're getting older and you're like, shit, I still want to keep doing these things, but it's yeah. like, I, I, do I want to buy a house one day? Do I want to mm-hmm. have this and that? Like those things are going to take money and yeah. some higher financial ability, but you still, but at the same time, you don't want to give up this world that you love so much. So it's, mm-hmm. it, it's a battle, man. That's it definitely. Yeah, it definitely is a it's a balance of like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing that sucks is like, you want to create all these things. And like you said, like it, it, it costs money. Like to, to produce a film costs money, like Mm -hmm. to go into a recording studio, unless you have a label, like it costs money. Um, and even if you do have a label, like they're footing the bill and that's a whole other thing too, like labels and shit. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a difficult balance man of like trying to like chase that artistic dream or whatever it is, that life but you still have to like fit into like this kind of bullshit society that we've like created for ourselves um where we got to pay bills and like you know yeah and if you want to start a family and and get a house like it's yeah and as you get older it's it's like unfortunately those things start to like dwindle a little bit you know like the time of having a family like i want to have kids too one day but i don't want to be like an old man that can't even like play catch with his kid or something you know like um so yeah like i i think and i'm not as i'm not as wise as you so it's hard for me to like give any sort of like advice or talk about but um i think if you know like what you really want out of life whether that is like creating or having a or both um having a family and creating like i think you can i think you can do both and maybe it won't be at some like grandiose level does that make any sense like Mm, absolutely um, but i think you can still do both and feel like validity in it yeah and feel fulfilled um you know we're not all gonna be like movie stars and rock stars and you know star athletes or whatever but we can still be fulfilled in our art and still have those other things man like you know, Stephen King had kids before he was like, mm-hmm. you know, who he is today. So, <laughs> yeah. He is. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that, man, because you, you are right. Like that, that's the conclusion. Because, yeah, like, yeah, I do want a family and kids I, I came to the realization of. And it's like, yeah. but I want to also be the person I am for them as well. And part of that is doing yeah. these creative things. And I'm with you. Like, all right, it's not about like doing the creative thing to make oodles and oodles of money it's doing the creative thing is like no this is a part of me and this fulfills me or doing the community theater that you do doing making just maybe once a year once a year even if you just did once a year i'm gonna make one short film a year one year 10 years go by you've made 10 short films and you you do it right you put money into it maybe you do work a job you don't necessarily love but Mm -hmm. you fund a really awesome short film once a year and that 
craves that's what i foresee for me like i i can see myself like adapting something like that like i don't know what it's going to be but every year like i'm going to just do something creative and put money into it and enjoy it i love that i love that and i i think by doing that you will have that fulfillment regardless of like if it's at whatever level um you know that's how i i like there's sometimes where like i've gotten opportunities and i'm like man this isn't really like the role that I saw myself plant or if it's like a contract thing and say, I'm going to be locked into this thing, but the dollar amounts there. And, uh, I look at that and I go, well, wait a minute. I could use that to fund these creative endeavors. Um, and so, yeah, like, I think if you just continuously like have those things for you, those outlets, you're going to be fulfilled in your artistic life. Um, but it takes doing them, you know? Um, I think a lot of people that like sit around and are waiting, like they're unhappy because they're not doing that. And like, you know, someone could go out and do like a short film or whatever and hate it. <laughs> I think this is like a miserable experience, mm -hmm. waste of my time, but at least you did it and discovered that. Yes. And now maybe you can channel into something else you know um that's that's a very valuable point you just brought up a lot of times when you don't act upon the desire like to make something or create by doing it you may thought like oh i'm gonna do this and then do all that but you do it one time oh wait no that's not what i thought it would be but now i can let that yeah. go i can let that yeah. completely go it's not in my mind space anymore let the next thing pop up and i'm gonna that, that's that, that's why you're yeah. the wise one that, that's <laughs> <laughs> that that's a very good point very good yeah point. yeah i think like you know don't limit yourself to certain things and, and try as much as you can um and if you feel that like tug towards something don't put it on hold you know mm -hmm. um you know it's like recently it's been music and that was like a big thing like when i came to la i was like i'm here to be an actor and that's it i'm not like the music thing is behind me it's gonna be a distraction if i try to do that done with that and even like in producing my own projects i was like that's down the line i'm here to be an actor let's just focus on that and make that happen and it ended up turning into like feeling pretty miserable after a few years um, of putting those things on hold and now after like creating my stories and now like music's finding its way back into my life i'm like yeah, let's do, let's give me everything. Like, let's do it. Like, let's, let's like create in any avenue that like I'm feeling inspired towards. Mm. Um, Cause why not? Especially in this age, man, like there's so many different outlets that you can be creating in. Like, it, why not? You are right. Yeah. We have unlimited outlets now, like mm -hmm. unlimited. Um, man, and this that's, has been, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I mean, that, that's, so that's another thing that like, I guess I can get into a tangent about is like, I've had an issue with this and I don't know if anyone else has, but like labels and titles, if, if that makes any sense, if you see where I'm going, like, like, am I an actor? Am I a music artist? Am I an actor? Am I a director? Am I a singer? Am I this? Am I that? And for me, like those titles became very like paralyzing. Mm. Um, Cause I have this like deep seated issue of like, 
this might be getting like in some deep terrain, but like <laughs> I have oh, this like bring it. I have so I <laughs> I have this all if this is even if this makes any sense, like I almost I have this ego about not wanting to come off egotistical. If that makes any sense. Okay, I follow. Yeah. Um like it's been scarring and it's kind of bullshit and it's kind of stupid, but like I have this like fear of like coming off like like I'm egotistical of people like thinking of like people are gonna look at me like who does this asshole think he is like doing that and it's bullshit but it's something that's plagued me for a long time and so like you know like I said like coming out here I was like well I just need to be an actor because like if I say I'm all these things like everyone's like the devil's gonna hate me they're gonna be like this guy's whatever like who, like who does he think he is but at the end of the day like after going through this a tumultuous last year and everything like i realized i just want to create and tell stories regardless of whatever title that brings me if that means that i'm like directing and now i'm a director if that means i'm producing and now i'm a producer that means i'm like writing and singing and like making songs and i'm i'm a singer not like whatever it is whatever like I just want to create and tell stories in any any medium that is like tugging at me. So, you know, like fuck the titles. Um and who care and who cares what other people think? Because people are gonna think what they want to think regardless. I've learned that. Um, you know. So yeah. <laughs> artistry is artistry. I think I'll just speak for yeah. myself. I, I have no problem saying artists because artists covers all those things you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. A director's an artist, a producer's an artist, a painter's an artist, like everyone. Yeah. Artists, art is art, but it's, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that because I, in my IG, I used to, I used to like stress about, okay, do I need to put actor first slash this yeah slash like that. i don't want to be pretentious uh, i just dropped like, it all because dude i'm sam dever man that's my name like I, I'm, I'm not yeah i'm not gonna go by these uh if you know me you know me like i don't yeah i you know if you follow me and you want to you'll, you'll figure it out you'll, you'll figure it out it's, yeah but i get it from a branding point of view like i get it when you're trying to sell yourself to people mm-hmm. i get that but it's like i'm with you like especially when you have multiple outlets of art yeah you can do multiple things it's like well yeah, I do this, but I also do that, you know, so am I going to just totally eliminate this over here? And, uh, so I feel that, I think that's another good insight on your part, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, people are going to have their own opinions regardless of whatever, you know, whatever you do, they're, they're going to feel a certain way. So you can't like let other people dictate how you express yourself. Um, yeah. I've, I've dealt with a lot of shit, like a lot of like stereotypes towards me yeah. without people meeting me uh-huh. um, or they've met me and they, they feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's been like limiting, like creatively and even like, you know, in relationships, like in socially. Um, and it's something that I'm really trying to like shed, you know, um, mm. Yeah, I mean that's going into a different territory. Well, especially in an industry, and correct me if I mean, especially like you know, actor type. Like you have to be a type, mm-hmm. and you're selling that to people. And I actually it was on the podcast. Uh, uh, I think Brian Meyerhofer was talking about. Shout out to Brian. 
he was just talking like how he was getting casted as just this one thing. Yeah. And they wanted him just to be this. He's like, but I'm more yeah. than this. I'm not, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to butcher what he said, but it was something along, yeah. something along those lines. And, you know, but again, goes back to business and they look, yeah. and see, that's one thing I didn't realize. I, I mean, it's like, I realized it, but I didn't like mm-hmm. when, you know, and I'm like, Oh, you just go out there. You start acting. People put you in stuff. I was like, well, no, then you have to go get a manager and agent, but to get yeah. the manager and agent, you really have to know who you are as an actor and have mm-hmm. that package presented to them. You know, of yeah. course there's exceptions to the rule, but more times than not, that's one thing, you know, cause they're like, look, you look like Christopher Walken. You look like whatever, you know, go with that. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But like having it like presented, like here, this is my package, but I can see how that's from business and money. Yeah. Well, okay. We know we can book this guy for every single thing like this, but from an artistic standpoint, it's like, yeah, yeah so many of us are so much more than that. <laughs> like it's not- yeah. I mean, it can be really difficult. And w- like, once again, that's why it helps to like, you know, have your own projects or be at a studio or like doing plays where you get to like explore those sides of yourself. Cause getting typecast, yeah, it sucks. Especially if you're like, aren't that person, you know? Like, I don't feel like I'm a huge douchebag, but I feel like that's a lot of the roles that get sent my way. <laughs> um, but like, if you have these different avenues, then it's not that bad. And I, and I think like starting out, find a way to have fun with that. You know, if you know, like, okay, this is my type. This is what they see me as. You get, then you got to find a way to be able to f- have fun with that and explore that and have layers to that. Um, and so for me, that's like what I try to bring when I get those roles and I read it and it's like very like, even in the character description, you're like, they couldn't give them any redeeming qualities. Um, I go, okay, well like, let me find a way where I can like bring myself to this in a way that I feel fulfilled or maybe like, okay, this character, he's serving a purpose in the greater story and I really like the story. So I'm contributing to that. Um, you know, cause I have certain friends that are like, man, I gotta like play this, like, <laughs> like I'm gonna throw a friend on the bus, but like I gotta play like a Nazi or something, like something that's like just awful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, like that, that, that was an awful person. It was an awful thing. But what's the story? Is the story really good? And is the message really good? Mm. Then you're serving a purpose for that. Mm. Like, and you aren't like you, the person aren't the shitty guy, but like you're playing a part, you're playing a part in a greater story. Um, And I think that's like the best way to approach it as an actor who's getting really frustrated about being like typecast about certain as a certain character um, to approach it with that mentality. Yeah. There's been some knowledge dropped on this podcast tonight. Man. <laughs> it's been really good that. talking to you, man. Like, dude, we, we need to go more. Uh, let's, let's talk sooner than two years next time. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. Um, yeah. Man. Uh, before I give you the last word, we, we could keep mm-hmm. going. I mean, I could talk to you forever, man, but like, it's like, where can the people find you if they want to look you up on social media or check mm-hmm. you out or learn more about your film projects? Where, where, where should the people go? Yeah. Um, 
I'm not a huge social media guy, but I do got an Instagram, Tyler James White. Um, I do all my posting and, and stuff on there. Um, and then I have a short film that I'm working on that hopefully is coming out within the next year um, called Byproduct. And we have a social media that uh, we haven't started posting yet, but if you want to get updated on that when we do, it's uh, on Instagram, Byproduct Movie. Yeah, Byproduct is, uh, is a short film that I did in December with, with a pretty kick-ass crew of people, um, but it's a science fiction story and did a lot of crazy research for it. Um, but yeah, man, like we we're really trying to do this thing that kind of combines like technology with nature and like spirituality and find a way to kind of ground it all together. Cause there's all these things about it that connect and there's all these weird sort of discoveries that I made in like preparing for it and, and learning for like the script and everything that was pretty like pretty mind blowing and all these like theories. Um, yeah, like, have have you seen the documentary uh, Fantastic Fungi? No. I definitely would suggest watching it because it's like. <clears throat> Is that with Paul uh, Stamets by chance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the Stamets. mushroom guy. He's, yeah. He's a he's, genius. Yeah, yeah. Paul Stamets is like the coolest. Like, I, I want to meet that guy so bad. He's the coolest guy. Um, also, shout out to uh, Brandon Beidelman who did this illustration. But he's the one that told me to watch Fantastic Fungi because um, byproduct it, it follows an AI is the main character um, and he's uh, like an agricultural Android so he like works a lot with plants so I was trying to find a way to like you know really get into the character and like and just learn like everything that I could um, and watching that documentary just really like blew my mind. Cause like I said, like we were trying to find this through line of like nature and technology and watching that just like brought everything together in a pretty like wild way. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we try to include a little bit without taking away from the story, but uh, yeah. It's amazing, right? You go on this journey thinking the film's going to be one thing, but then the more you research it, and it, it's, 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 it can be such an educational and explorative yeah. experience, you know, coming up with that film. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing, too, of, like, of writing a story is, I don't know how it is for a lot of people, at least for me, I tend to, like, latch on to, like, these themes and things that, like, you want to, like, I don't know, have a message or, like, have some sort of like intention behind what you're putting out right but if you like take a step back and look at what you have and just open yourself up to like everything um you can make some pretty incredible discoveries and you can the story can kind of take you down a path that you never even considered that's way better than whatever like theme or message that you were like thinking about before um even was and that kind of happened with this um which was pretty pretty crazy i mean it was a big like learning lesson but it was mm. it was pretty wild you know like stepping back and then seeing that and having like reservations of like well this isn't like this isn't what i set out to like 
exactly if I, re- if I rewrite it that way then it's not right. going to be clear that like this was the this was the hidden meaning of this and it's like well no but like look at like the, the cool characters you have set up and look at like what you have here laid out and you can lean into these things that like are there um and they're like way cooler um so no no exactly man it's like man having to have the ability to like drop what you thought it was going to be because this can be even better is huge like especially as an artist like because it's hard like you set out like this is my vision this is what it's going to be and Mm -hmm. one thing that really taught me that is when i was working uh shout out to kelly schwartz in las vegas on music videos i had in my mind what the music video was going to be but kelly genius director and cinematographer and all that i would tell him and he would i'd watch him he'd be like okay here's what we're going to do and then what he would do wasn't what I thought it would be. But then once I saw what he was doing, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how it should be done. Like, yeah. so it's, 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 it's having that collaborative uh, experience with people to be able to adapt and compromise yeah. and, without compromising the vision. Like, but, but maybe compromising, yeah. oh, maybe I'm not going to do it like this. But, man, we do it like that. It'd be way better. All right, let's go. Yeah. Well, that's what's beautiful about collaboration, man. That's, that's what I love about you know, the entire process mm-hmm. is, is having these people come in and, and especially you want to have people that like, you know, you work well with and maybe are like-minded on certain things. But yeah, if you just open yourself up to certain things, like it can, it can go down a, a path that's like, that just elevates it to a whole nother level. Um, you know, I, I can be stubborn sometimes, you know, and get glued to a certain thing which can be difficult for like some people to work with, but man, like I love it when people go to bat for their ideas. Yeah. Um, and then you can like look and be like, ah, oh, shit, they're right. That is like, <laughs> that's the good idea. Like that's the one that we need to go with. Um, but yeah. And I mean, like if there's any like advice I have for people that are in those formats, like don't get discouraged if someone like shoots down an idea. Cause I feel like some people do that too. Like, if, if they don't feel like the alpha or whatever bullshit thing it is mm-hmm. and they have an idea and then someone shoots it down, they just kind of like go into their like shell and they're like, Oh, well, I'm just not going to contribute anymore. Like no one likes my ideas. I'm out. And that's not it at all. Like, cause you just get really passionate people that want to fight for their ideas. So if you have like a cool idea, like fight for it. And I feel like the best idea, hopefully will win. Um, especially if you have like a director or like producer, whoever's at the top of the thing, who isn't a total dick, um, they're going to see that. They're going to be like, oh shit, that is like the better idea. So what you're telling me is when, shout out to Charlie Satiris and Mike Carden, when we bring you on board for the remake to Long Road to Bakersfield, ah. <laughs> and you have some different ideas for us, we should, we should listen because it might make the film that much better. Well, first off, one of the most underrated, I'm going to call it a proof of concept right now. Uh, one of the most underrated, like, proof of concepts there is, Long Road to Bakersfield. Uh, it is a cult classic waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I love a good, like, pressure cooker of ideas. Um, it's, it's great, man. Like, I thrive on it that's that's the thing that i enjoyed from like being in bands that's the thing i enjoy from like 
filmmaking. Um, but yeah, like having the ability to listen to, I, I know like I've struggled with that um, in those situations, you know, getting glued to ideas. Um, but that's what's good. And you want to have like, like an eclectic group of people involved so you can have different ideas come through for sure. Awesome, man. Well, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see that movie because the pictures of you that I've yeah. seen on it <laughs> looks badass. Yeah, we had, um, yeah, shout out Erin Reed who uh, did the photos. She, she killed the behind the scenes photos, man. Yeah. They, were, they were rad. You did it right, man. You did it right. You did it right. Thanks, dude. Film. I mean, I, I haven't seen it yet, but just knowing that all you put into it and the types of crew you had there, I could say, like, oh, yeah, he did it right. Thanks, man. Right. I mean, like, I, I love, like, there's, there's certain things that being on sets, I've seen and I'm like, man, I would just, I would do it differently. Like, if I was putting this set together in this production and I tried to do it with, with this, man, like, if I was like, if I'm going to produce this, I want to do it the way that I would like. Um, and yeah, so there were just like small things that I tried to incorporate into the production. Um, and it was, it was great. Like I want to continue to do it and hopefully like at a, at a grander level over time. Um, but you will, you will. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, I, I tried to maximize everything that I could, man. Like that's the other thing too, that I, I learned over the course of doing that is just how much I love filmmaking in general. And like going back to talking about when I just really discovered acting and my, and my love and like all the things connecting and being like, okay, New York or LA, like stage or screen. And I felt this tug towards the screen, which is sort of like not blasphemy for actors. Right. But like theater is like the actor's medium. And I love nothing against, like, I love, I love theater but I really felt this pull Mm. towards like film and TV and I could never put my finger on it until really going through the process. Mm. And now I'm like, I know exactly what it is. Um, It's everything. That's what I love about filmmaking is that it takes every medium of art and puts it into one cohesive piece. Yeah. If hopefully you do it correctly. Mm. you know well said from the acting to photography to art and production design and makeup to the music you get to do everything so like Mm. man like for any project that i do man i want to maximize every part of that Mm. because why not like why Mm. not like why phone it in on in any of those areas You've spoken some truth tonight, my friend. Because <laughs> I'm gonna be listening back to this. Like Tyler just motivated me to get on my shit. And uh, uh, <laughs> any last word you want to leave us with? It can be as shallow or as deep as you want. We've gotten pretty deep tonight, but if you want to, can be shallow. Can be a, an idea. It can be a deep thought. A movie you saw. Yeah, absolutely anything. Um, let me think, man. I'm on this movie kick this year. I've been trying to watch 365 new movies this year that I haven't seen wow. before. Um, and it's been awesome. Um, if you want to so, make movies, watch movies. <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah. If you want to tell stories, man, watch, watch or read stories. Um, a lot of them. Cause you, and you really start to see what you like and what you don't like. Mm. Um, 
because I've seen some like, you know, some classics that are classics and they stand the test of time. But I've seen some movies that are like classics and I'm like, not really feeling it. <laughs> and I've seen some movies that have like flown under the radar and I'm like, oh my God, like, I love this. This is incredible. Um, and now I can like decipher exactly why, like what it is that I like about certain things. But, uh, no, man, gratitude. I'm just, I'm, I'm very thankful for like, for you having me on, man, getting to talk to you and catch up for the friends and family that I have in my life. I'm just, I'm super grateful, man. I'm super thankful for, for everything and just health and, you know, some shreds of hope and happiness in this really fucking difficult and crazy time. Um, well said, man. And grateful yeah. for you too, man. I'm really glad yes, bro. I met you. And just shout out to that Playhouse West community, man. Like it's, we were talking yeah. about how it's hard to meet people. And I did, it's just incredible, the network and the quality of yeah. people you meet there. And like are now like, I mean, look, man, we, 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 it's like you're in the trenches together at Playhouse West. So it's like, mm-hmm. even though we didn't know each other for long, we went through a lot together in a short amount of time. Oh yeah, you go through some some things, man. Like Especially when you get to deep meaning, right? <laughs> yeah, like you have some experiences with people, man. It's like you you get like fifteen you get like a lifetime of friendship in like the span of a month sometimes. Like yeah, no, in like 100%. two hours in like fifteen minutes sometimes you go through like an entire thing. So, you know, anyone who's trying to uh you know, work on their craft get into a class or, or check out playhouse west shout out to, to that man and we had a really good group man we did we, have had, a great we had we had yeah. some good we had a good crew with some good teachers man shout out wolf yeah. miss that guy um oh, yeah. yeah he he directed my my play my one act play and that was like yeah. it was great you and Lawan did that man that i remember that it was really good yeah yeah shout out Lawan too man he's he's great man another great writer really great actor um yeah that was that was fun man i'd like to like maybe revisit that one day rewrite it yeah, yeah. definitely need definitely needs a rewrite but no it was great man was like, cool. oh tyler wrote that like that's that is <laughs> great right. yeah i mean once again that like came from a place of like i was trying to find a one act and i couldn't find one that like ha- like i would have there was like two plays that had like characters that were like that surrounded characters that were kind of like, you know, coming of age, like 18 to 24. Like there wasn't a ton of play. There's like, this is our youth and like suburbia. And like, that's pretty much it for like plays that have cat. I mean, there's a bunch of other ones, like smaller ones that I know, but like, those are the two big ones. And uh, I was like, man, like I've never seen like skaters in a play before mm. and those are the kids that i grew up with so let me just like let me see what comes from this and then then i wrote burials man and that was really fun um hell yeah hell yeah man i love it man this thank you so much for coming on really grateful to know you and met you and do, I'm, I'm not joking that you've really inspired me tonight man you've, you've dropped some really oh, great you, knowledge man. especially for creatives and uh i really appreciate you man just stick around for a second yeah hit the recording but tyler keep it up my friend thanks for having me bro always appreciate it we'll do it again (laughs) definitely definitely
All right, brother. Much love.